your Locked On Avalanche, your daily podcast on the Colorado Avalanche. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I just want to thank you guys for all your support all season long. Best fans in the league for sure. It's great. I mean, that's part of our team this year. The guys have been on our side from day one, so it's about time we give them something to cheer for. It's always unbelievable playing in front of you guys here. Just want to say thank you for all the support this year. Thanks, guys. It's been it's been amazing every night, so thanks a lot. We're obviously very grateful for the support. It's been great to be in front of this great crowd. It's the best fans in the NHL right here. And with that, I welcome you to the Lockdown Avalanche podcast, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. I am your host, Chris Maselli from MileHighSticking.com, here with another episode of the podcast dedicated to your Colorado Avalanche. And if you are a longtime listener, welcome back. And if you are a first-time listener, welcome and thank you for tuning in. Uh, so before we get into everything today, follow the show on social media outlets on Twitter, L-O-P-N underscore Avalanche on Instagram, Locked on Avalanche, and send anything that's on your mind, questions, comments, concerns, opinions, to LockedOnAvalanche at gmail.com. So still kind of reeling from the Avalanche season ending, uh, you know, and, and this it's going to sting for, for a little while, maybe until the playoffs go, or maybe even if Dallas gets eliminated. And it's not to say that I'm I'm rooting against them. I am, um, but you know the the team that takes you out. I I don't think you have any comfort until they are taken out, and then you feel a little bit better about uh, you not being your, your season being complete and finished. Because uh, every time that they are going to take the ice, I am going to think that should be Colorado. Uh, so up until Dallas gets eliminated. I think the the feeling will kind of linger around. So uh, I want to get to something that I'm going to do a few times during the week until we get through the roster. So on Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays, uh, I'm going to take one player from the roster, and we're going to start alphabetically and kind of just look back at the stats they had for this year and uh, kind of just, I guess, give them a grade and how they performed uh, for this season. And uh, I definitely want you guys to get involved with it because I'll be putting those that player up on Twitter uh, with a basic grade, A, B, C, or D. Vote on it. Comment below if you... if I can only put four uh, outcomes on Twitter, so I can't put F. <laughs> if you think any player deserves an F, then just comment. So uh, right now, like I said, alphabetically, it's Mark Barbario. So some of these will be interesting, and he could be one of them because he only got, what, 21, 22 games in for this season. So, and take that into account. Uh, he, you know, players who suffered from injuries don't get a pass and don't say, well, if he had played a full season, then he would have been a B or something like that. Take into account the injuries and, uh, you know, vote accordingly. And if you want to make a comment, write a comment in the comment section, and I'll read that on the air. So that will be for tomorrow's show, Mark Barbario. So like I said, follow LOPN underscore Avalanche if you want to get involved in that. So whenever your team goes out and is eliminated, there tends to be right off the bat kind of like knee-jerk reactions. And 
we need to blow things up and get rid of this guy and get rid of that guy and get rid of the head coach and even and I'm not saying people are saying this people are in love with Joe Sackick obviously but I'm just talking in general terms get rid of the GM just throw everything out the window and start over I think when when you hear and I and I'll play the post game press conference that Miko Rantanen and Nathan McKinnon did and, and McKinnon specifically doesn't want much to change and I don't think much will change we'll go over the free agents I'll probably do that for tomorrow but there's a lot of guys under contract like they, they have they're they're in really good shape cap wise and the guys who are up for restricted free agents or unrestricted free agents uh I think most of them, they will try to bring them back with a couple of exceptions. You know, you just sign guys like Belmar and Donskoy, so they're not going anywhere. Uh, but I, I think it just comes down to playing a little bit better, fine-tuning some things, especially that power play, which just does not make sense why this team does not have an absolute killer power play when you are one of the highest-scoring teams in the league. And your power play at times just goes non-existent. That clearly needs to get figured out. But do you really think they can't figure it out? I completely believe that they can figure it out. And and I put that a little bit on. It goes both ways. It goes on the coaching staff because they do have to change things up. You knew, like Dallas knew what was coming on these power plays. When you just drop the puck back, when McCarr skates up, drops it back to McKinnon, they knew what was coming. It's like they had one play in the playbook and they ran it over and over and over again. Yes, stuff like that needs to change. But again, do you feel that Bed- Coach Bednar is not up for that task? Should he? Have, can he? Can he do things better? Yes. Can anybody do things differently better? Yes. It's all going to be a learning experience, and I, I just feel like th- it will make this team better for next year. All of this is learning. So will. Jared Bednar look back and say, we need more than just a single play <laughs> to, to get the puck into the zone, offensive zone on a power play. Uh, yeah, he will. And you, you, you hope that he could do that on the fly. And I don't know why he didn't. Maybe he just thought it was working and they, that the, the talent on his team would win out and kind of overcome the struggles. But Dallas is trying to. Dallas wants to win too. So you can't just assume that's going to happen. I Jared Bednar, I, I would be absolutely shocked if he's let go. I don't think he's going to be let go. I, I really think from the, from day one, Joe Sackick was looking for a long-term solution at the coaching position. And again, this all boils down to an overtime loss in Game 7. Yeah, you were down 3-1, to one, but you battled back. Yeah, you had injuries, but you battled back with those injuries. You were one shot away going in your favor from still playing right now. So is that cause to blow things up? Definitely not. If you lost in round one to Arizona, maybe this is a different conversation. But this was a weird year with the way the season went the pause, coming back. This was challenging and playing in the bubble. It's not easy to do. So, and you know, these players are not around their families and it it was tough. So I'm not saying he gets a pass or anybody gets a pass for that because by the time you're playing the games that they were against Dallas, you're, you're kind of back into hockey mode and in, in game shape and 
and ready to go and the crowd not being there you used you're used to that by now but i said it in yesterday's show <clears throat> nathan mckinnon is now under the microscope because we all know what he can do in the colorado fandom world but outside of that now they are looking and their eyes are turning to the colorado avalanche and they are saying that team can't get it done when it counts and Nathan McKinnon can't get it done when it counts because he had 14 games in a row where he scored a point and laid an egg for game seven. And Nathan McKinnon's a superstar. He is a superstar, but superstars don't do that. And that's a lot of pressure on him, but that's pressure that he wants. And he's going to have to learn to, to deal with that until he can break through which I completely and totally and utterly believe that he can do. It's just when we get into these modes, it's, <clears throat> you know, the, the, the fan base gets upset. And I get it. I get it. But we were that close to still be playing. And if we had some players that are in the injured list that weren't there, maybe we would be. You never know. So, all right, we're going to take... Uh, a, a quick break and then hear from that press conference from Miko Rantanen and Nathan McKinnon. Uh, but before we do, let's hear from a couple of our sponsors. First is Gamer Goo, and Gamer Goo is the hand lotion created for gamers. And like I said yesterday, if you know you're an Avalanche fan, obviously, and now we have some time on our hands, so we might be going back to the catalog of or the back catalog of video games that we haven't been playing. So Gamer Goo will work wonders for you. It's designed to offer optimal gaming performance. The specially formulated Gamer Goo keeps hands dry, cool, and sweat-free, even during the most heated and of gaming encounters, keeping the game at their best. Gamer Goo has, let's see, one, two, three, four, five, six, I was going to say flavors. Don't eat this stuff. It's scents. So they have peppermint, cinnamon, orange, vanilla sugar, cherry blossom, and teakwood. And they actually also came out with a sports goo in orange flavor. So if you play basketball, even hockey, uh, you can use these sport goo. So uh, it's great stuff. It's like an antiperspirant for your hands. And if you go to GamerGoo.com, whatever you order, put in the promo code LOA for Locked On Avalanche. And 10% comes off of your order. It's great stuff. So go check that out. We are also brought to you by rockauto.com. With the ever-increasing numbers of makes and models, it is now impossible to stock all your parts you need in a traditional chain storefront. So why endure often pointless and seemingly intimidating questioning and wait while the counterman orders the parts on his computer, choosing the only brand his warehouse happens to carry? You have a computer, and with access to rockauto.com at home and in your pocket. So rockauto.com is a family business serving auto parts customers online for 20 years. Go to rockauto.com to shop for auto body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. And at checkout, when they say, how did you hear from us, write locked on in that box. So definitely check them out. Hundreds and hundreds and thousands of selection for your car and incredibly low prices. That's rockauto.com. All right. So sometimes these can be the the hardest and most difficult press conference to do and even to listen to if you're a fan. 
uh, the the one where you have been eliminated and you have to go face the media and answer generic questions uh, and get generic answers. Uh, but we're gonna play this for you now and then kind of discuss some of the mom- the the finer points of the press conference right here. So, Miko Rantanen and Nathan McKinnon after the overtime loss to Dallas. Uh, gentlemen, let's go ahead and start here. Uh, you get this far, you see your your season in like that. I mean. From what we saw, there was a look of disbelief. Like, could you believe it when you saw it? Or what was your thoughts as that moment was happening? Um, I mean, I think our thoughts are pretty obvious. Um, You know, we felt like we were playing them in overtime and it was coming. And, um, you know, we felt good. Just, I don't know, just got hemmed in. Boys got gassed and, you know, they made a nice play. Uh, but yeah, it was uh, it's just tough. I mean, you said we two straight years, game seven losses, one goal games. I mean, it's it's tough. We got to find a way to break through. There's no uh, more victories here. You know, we came here to win, and we didn't get the job done. Mike Chambers, Denver Post. Miko, it, it seemed like the uh, power play played a huge role in this series uh they obviously click more than you if you could just talk about the power play on both sides please yeah percentage wise not, not good enough you know it's it's one of the probably one of the reasons but it's not the only you know there's a lot of game seven you know you go ot there's a lot of things happening before and so but i know uh, we know as a power play and and everybody knows that we could, we could have could have done a better job, but it's too late now. You know we can't can't look back anymore. You know the series is over, and but for sure uh, I agree with you. You know it wasn't good enough. Arif Dean, Mile High Sports. Hey gentlemen, this could be for either one of you. Uh, could you just talk us through those last four minutes of regulation when Dallas tied it up uh, quickly after the Nemestnikov goal and what you saw in the play and exactly what happened there in your opinion which play on the dallas call that tied at 4-4 after uh Nemesikov made it 4-3 i mean you saw the play i don't need to talk about the play like i don't know what you want me to say dan rosen nhl.com yeah uh nate this is for you you had talked a lot about how this team was the one that you felt was had the best chance to win does that make this loss even more devastating because you really for the first time you really did feel this team had a chance to win the stanley cup absolutely um you know i know it's not the cup final or anything but you know we uh we felt like we could win and i still feel like we could have won everything um it's just unfortunate um i would have liked to see our team fully healthy that's for sure um lost a lot of key guys uh that's just the way it is you can call it excuse whatever you want but that's that's just the way it is we lost key guys to our team um that's part of our team um you know obviously it's it just sucks we caught the injury bug again we've had it all all year um but uh yeah it stings i mean our motivation too was you know win this game get help get guys back you know keep making our run keep pushing um, it's unfortunate. 
Lauren Jabara, Altitude Sports. Hey, Nate, this one's for you, too. Um, you said the other day you're either winning or you're learning. What do you what do you learn from a game like this? Uh, I mean, there's not much to learn right now. Um, we that's it was more of just as a series goes along, goes along. Um, you know, I I thought we did a great job. You know, we were talking about after the second, if we told us we'd be up three two. You know, going to a third period when we were down three one in game seven, we think we'd take it. And um, you know, I, you know, the guys did a great job battling. Everyone battled hard and. Um, you know, we just couldn't keep the puck out of our net this series. You know, we we gave them really good looks. We definitely scored enough goals to win. We just we got to do a better job in front of our goalies, um, everybody. And uh, I don't know, I don't know when next season's even going to start. So I guess we'll learn then. We'll take a couple more for the guys. Kyle Fredrickson, Denver Post. Hey, Miko, I know the game just ended here, but looking at the core of, of talent you guys have, and especially the, the first-year additions that uh, were added to the team this year, what, what do you make of this, the future of this franchise and, and hopefully what this might be as, as a building block for you guys? Yeah, I think it's looking good for us. You know, we have young core. You know, we have lots of guys, uh, younger players coming up too. And uh, But like Nate said, it, I don't really want to, Think about future right now. It's it's a it's a tough loss and and uh, like Nate said, we wanted to win it this year and but uh, it's it's too late now. But proud of the guys and but like you said, it's it's looking good. We have lots of young guys who are gonna step up next year and uh, hopefully we get even better team. We'll take the last questions for Nate and Miko upstairs in the media center. Mark Spector, Sportsnet. Uh, Nate. Uh you know, you talked about the injuries a little bit. People are going to talk about, you know, how to change the avalanche. What do you need for next year and all this stuff? But the reality is you went at this with your third goalie and missing your captain and Calvert and Donskoy and Johnson. No one's playing here. A lot of guys out. Uh, is it fair to assess your team when you have that many injuries in a key game like this? Um, I mean, it's a tricky question, obviously. It's a... Uh... I just would have liked to see uh, us with a fully healthy team um, all series. That being said, we still could have played better um, tonight. We had it in our, our hands. I mean, up 3-2, up 4-3, we just, we just couldn't uh, keep it out of our net. Um, they kept buzzing and tying it up. But in terms of assessing our team, um, I don't think we should change anything. Um, I've, if you. If we have the exact same team next year, I feel like we can win it next year. So, love the group of guys we have. Um, you know, like I said, it's unfortunate we, we keep catching this injury bug. Um, we got to find a way to stay healthy, and you know, some bad luck as well. But uh, you know, it's it's I don't know. It's uh, like I said, I wouldn't change it, anybody on our team. Um, you know, I think we were good enough to win. Thanks, guys. So there you have it, and. Right at the end there, Nathan McKinnon saying he wouldn't change a thing. So I, I asked the question to you, if this same say nothing changes and and there will be changes, let's, you know, get real. Like th there's going to be guys leaving and new guys coming on to the roster. I don't think it's going to be as uh, <clears throat> a massive overhaul as some people maybe want for some reason. Uh, I don't think it's going to happen. But I ask you, like, if 
let's just say the Avalanche didn't make a single move for next year and and dressed this same exact team for next year. Would you be happy about that? And if not, why? What what specific guys would you change? I know I would change some guys, but if it didn't happen and if, you know, for whatever reason you're trying to get a guy you can't get him so you bring back X player because, you know, he he was he's already on the team uh, and you couldn't find somebody in free agency to fill that role or whatever the case may be. And you are you are putting back out on the ice the same exact squad you had from this past year. I, I would more I would pretty much be okay with that. I honestly would be okay with that because you get a couple different bounces and you get a full season in and there's no pause and hopefully you can go a full year without getting injured or or minimize the injuries and this team is fine this team is good this team is 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 positioned to do good things the way they are right now we know that there's going to be uh guys coming up like like Byram and Newhook not next year maybe in two years uh we we know that the the youth of this team is going to come up and and hopefully push them over the edge but if next year came around and they put the same exact team out there i i would be happy knowing that they would have another good shot at a good run and a couple things bounce their way and less injuries and you're you're okay uh i love the clip when when uh nathan mckinnon just did not want to talk about that play uh the goal that Dallas had 10 seconds after Nemetsikov gave them the lead. Don't talk to Nathan McKinnon about that play. Probably ever. Uh, he wanted to move past that. And he said it uh, multiple times in that clip. He wants to see this team healthy. And they were playing for the next series, them being a little bit healthier. We know Burakovsky wasn't going to come back. He left the bubble. I had seen, I think it was from Adrian Dater saying, even if the Avalanche had moved on, Nathan McKinnon probably, or not Nathan McKinnon, I apologize, Gabriel Landeskog probably would have been out for the rest of the playoffs because that cut was a pretty bad one. And how he went out there on the ice the, later on that game, albeit not for very long, uh, could be a miracle in and of itself. But uh, at least according to Adrian Dater, he wouldn't have been back at all. So healthy for the next series, which would have been against Vegas, probably would have met Calvert, probably would have met Donskoy, and maybe met Johnson. I don't know the severity of Johnson's injury. Calvert was Calvert practiced before Game 7, and I, I thought because it was a Game 7, he might get a cortisone shot or something like that and go out there and risk it. Uh, clearly, he didn't. And Francois, I don't know about him. They would have been healthier playing against Vegas than they were against Dallas, but uh, it it didn't happen. So, and you know, I, I think getting this team to a place where they are healthy, which is easier said than done. I mean, hockey's a violent sport, so you can't say uh, with certainty that next year we'll be fine because we'll be healthy and and injury free. We were healthy going into the playoffs. We were all excited because the Avalanche were finally. 100% healthy, save for Wilson. And it was looking good. And then one by one, they start getting injured again. Should we have been surprised? No. <laughs> that was the whole year. That was the season. 
and now it's just you look back and say, what if? So, and until Dallas is out, we were, we, I will continue to look back and say, what if? And as soon as they get knocked out, which I really hope is now, uh, we can't, we can't say that. We're just going to be saying like I do, like that should be burgundy and blue out there right now. So that will be it for today, ladies and gentlemen. Um, I was just talking to Spencer Sheets, who has been on the show previously. He, we have planned that he will be on tomorrow. Uh, I'll get his take on the game. And then as well as kind of just looking back at the avalanche for this season, what he liked about him, what he didn't like, and then looking forward, what he thinks they need to do, if anything, to get them over this hump. And is it just an injury thing? Is it clear up the injuries and you're good? Or do you need to add a couple pieces? So we'll talk to him about that. Definitely check out Locked On NHL. Uh, if you still care about what's going on in the NHL, if you're the type of pe- person that the Avalanche are out so you don't care anymore, okay, just keep listening to this show. Uh, if you want to get updated on everything else that's going on in the NHL, definitely check out Locked On NHL. And please leave any reviews you would like to over on the Apple app store or anywhere else you listen because it definitely does help out and i greatly greatly appreciate it all right ladies and gentlemen that'll be it for today we will see you tomorrow enjoy the day here's jovi go abs go